Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. It is Thursday, which means it's almost the weekend. And yet it's the most important day of the week, because it's a Thursday. Next to the other day that ends in day. Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific comer himself, Zelius. Hola! Anyways, uh, so uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. The Thursday Night Hangout is a weekly live show for you, where where you t- sorry where we take your comments topics and questions and try our best to cover them with you during this week's show if you didn't get a chance to submit your topic question etc please at any time drop it in the chat and we will add it to our show if we do run out of time tragically we will have to push that question topic until next week but have no fear we will cover it next week now uh, I do have a little bit of an announcement, and that is, ladies and gentlemen, I do, in fact, have in my hands the Mountain Dew Mystery Flavor, the Voodoo for 2020. There's a Mystery Voodoo Flavor. But of course, I'm just going to give it a sip, okay? So but it won't bear be a mystery me. if you have a sip. Where's the mystery going to be in your life now that you've had a sip? It's very sad. Hmm. It's kind of cotton candy-ish. I've got a margarita. Zelia's got bourbon. And I had... And chocolate milk. 22. I had 40 ounces of beer before the show. So we're all ready to go. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, let's jump right into it, shall we? Now, um, for those out there who may not be super-duper-duper-duper old... I'm not saying that we're super duper old. However, uh, for those out there who do remember the fantastically amazing, over the top slip, uh, slapstick crazy show, Animaniacs. Animaniacs. They will officially be back on Hulu starting November 20th, 2020. Like new shows or reruns of the reboot. shows? A reboot. And oh. they will include uh, Pinky and the Brain, of course, will be involved. Nice. Which already makes me go. Damn it, I wish I had Hulu, but no, it's not enough for me to to subscribe to Hulu. If um, I got a Hulu account out there that they're willing to sacrifice so I can watch Animaniacs, please. Please, would you like to see the amazingness that is it? It's going to be amazing, I promise you. Of course, first you have to have Hulu in order to see it. Exactly, that's why I'm saying, you know. You know, but you know, let's do a buddy buddy thing uh, where you hook me up with your Hulu, and I won't do anything but watch Animaniacs. I promise. I'll sign a freaking agreement that says that I just watch Animaniacs because I will actually just watch Animaniacs on Hulu. The question is, do they have all the old Animaniacs too? I I'm, it would be very interested. I would assume that they would have the back catalog of Animaniacs since they're doing the reboot, but you never know. With Warner Brothers, who the hell knows? Now, that being said, my f- the first question of this evening, for some reason, it didn't pop up in the chat room, uh, but it was uh, it was given to us before the show started, and that was, speaking of Hulu, uh, does streaming app compatibility or availability affect your next-gen console decision? So let's say you, you know, you've got your uh, streaming uh, service uh, that you, you know, love uh hulu netflix um hbo max whatever does the availability of that streaming service will that affect your next gen 
console purchase. I was actually thinking about that a little bit today because the questioner may know that today the PS5 has announced some of the apps that are available on the um, PS5 on day one. Yep. And apparently there are some apps which uh, may possibly be missing. Dum, um, I think if I remember right, um, HBO was one that I did not see on there. What about uh, the, uh, what the hell? God dang it, I already forgot what the hell the, their TV streaming service was. And I was actually um, a customer for a hell of a long time. Um, PlayStation Go. No, no one PlayStation Go. That, that, View, View. Yeah, PlayStation View. Which I was too, actually. I liked it. Yeah, but they had to close it because they just weren't making no monies. Uh, well, you know, it's hard to make money off of it. Off of that, yeah. Okay, so but the question is, it, it since you are probably almost definitely in the hunt for uh, a next gen console for more than just gaming reasons, does the availability or compatibility of streaming services affect your purchasing uh, decision? I think it actually gives me a little bit of pause, potentially, yes. Mm -hmm. But when I looked at it, it, the two streaming services I use right now are um, Netflix Mm -hmm. and Amazon Prime, the later of which was actually not on the original PS5 release list. So when I actually did see that, Mm -hmm. I actually was a little bit like, huh, interesting. That could have actually changed the calculus um, to answer your question. But it looks like since... That PS5 is or Amazon, I forget which specifically said that. Yes, um, Amazon Prime, to nobody's surprise, I would think, will be on the PS5. Now, I do know there's only like, there definitely are streaming services that are now in the PlayStation 5, whereas the Xbox Series X will have like virtually every streaming service under the sun on it. So it is interesting how the, you know, the. I remember when the Xbox 360 came out, or sorry, actually Xbox One, one of the big pushes was supposed to be your in-home entertainment media center. Mm-hmm. That was like a huge deal for Microsoft at the time. And I know they kind of made the decisions that kind of went away from that overall strategy a little bit, but they still kind of have that with their availability of virtually every streaming service you can imagine on the Xbox um, versus the PlayStation 5, which you might not necessarily get every streaming service. So uh, we have a question from the audience. This is coming from Sam Grizzle. With smart TVs everywhere, I don't understand the problem. The problem is um, that so as an individual who does have a some smart TV stuff, I will tell you that some of the smart TV apps suck left nuts. Uh, they do not get a, lo- a lot of love and support. Uh, they literally are just thrown on there to make your... Um, your TV looks smart, uh, but in all uh, reality, it's actually garbage. Um, I know. The, I think the reason why you see Microsoft being having the ability of having so much more potential of having all the apps on day one is simply that they're utilizing basically the Windows fo- footprint. They've got the same architecture. Sony has their own proprietary system, uh, OS, and so people are having to make uh, you know custom tweaks to get their apps to run there. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I I will honestly tell you uh, without a you know without a moment of doubt in my heart that. I have a smart TV and I have a Chromecast plugged into it because I'd rather have all my shit go through the Chromecast than through the smart TV. 
Yeah, and TVs are notorious for they come in and then they never update the apps. Yeah. So it could also be if there's a bug or it's laggy or maybe the control it doesn't system have doesn't work. Streaming. Yeah, they're never going to get updated. Whereas if you have a dedicated the Roku or Apple TV or Chromecast, um, you should be getting updates on that. Agreed. Um, also, how well do the different streaming devices will upscale to 4K better than others? So there are some potential benefits to having a external streaming device. Agreed. No, and I will fully. I mean, I'm not going to get any console day one. One, I, I don't have the monets, and mm -hmm. two, I'm having way too much. I'm still having way too much fun with my Switch, so I don't foresee myself going. I need one of these consoles. Uh, That's fair. And the Switch, I mean, I don't foresee the Switch going anywhere in the next. Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing at a ballpark two, three years at the minimum. I, I agreed. I, I and and the thing is, buying the next console wouldn't. Uh, the the ability to have streaming apps on those things would not make me want to buy them any sooner because, as I say, I've got Chromecast. I've actually got three Chromecasts in my house. Nice. On, I have four TVs. One is being utilized as, a, as an additional monitor, and the other three are all plugged in with Chromecast, so I can watch my YouTube TV and my VRV and my Netflix and my Prime Video and... Am I missing one? ESPN Go. Well, now that I have the um, an actual 4K TV, mm -hmm. that's probably one thing I actually will splurge on for Black Friday is a 4K streaming. Because I have the old Roku, which is not 4K. So that's probably the one thing I actually will get for myself on Black Friday because that is one thing that will actually be worth getting on sale. You know... I it's it's interesting. You've got all these, you know, you've got all the, the like you got your your Fire Sticks, you got your Apple TV, you've got your Chromecast, you got your Roku's. And what a lot of people don't understand is that yes, you have the ability to stream through those services. However, just as Zelia stated, not all of them are going to be able to, you know, stream 4K or or whatever. And you've got these people going, "But but I I have a Chromecast. Why can't I do this?" And I have one of the first generation Chromecasts and uh, I finally had to retire it because it couldn't keep up with um, with sports. It would just uh, completely go like sideways and just garbly gook it up. Well, they're the fascinating thing because especially if you want like Blu-ray, like the other nasty trick with streaming is you're never going to get Blu-ray quality movies. Mm -hmm. So... That is actually one of the other reasons I actually want a disc-based generation console is so I can watch some of that pretty, pretty Blu-ray cinema on my TV because you're never going to get, even though it's 4K streaming on some Netflix and Amazon Prime stuff, mm -hmm. it's still nowhere near the quality of a full-on-encoded um, stream coming out from the internet. Agreed. I mean, you'd be talking multi-gigabytes per movie if that were the case Agreed. if they were uncompressed um so like for instance like lord of the rings is coming out with a blu-ray 4k set and it's gonna be 17 discs long and cost <laughs> you 200 dollars because it's the extended uh it's the extended director's reimagined reboot remastered super edition i'll watch hobbits for all 17 discs and be a happy man oh, jesus anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, um, 
but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've, it's an added benefit when it, the tricky part I find with streaming services, especially like on the TV, mm-hmm. it's hard to also get like any documentation as far as like, what is the quality of like your built-in app? What can it actually do or not do? Does that Dolby sound like all those stuff? It's almost impossible to actually get any information on that. Um, sir, you're the guy who basically Googles everything. So just Google it. That's the problem. The Google doesn't actually tell you. It's like, <gasps> there's an app. Are you saying that the Google can't Google everything? very sad it makes me annoyed damn it okay um so speaking of of streaming services uh one that as soon as it was announced i thought i don't know what the hell that is um and that of course is quibi q-u-i-b-i uh that project was a two billion dollar project has uh basically existed little more than six months and it's closing its doors oh uh now of course that has left a lot of content up in the air uh some of the content uh involved steven spielberg gillimore del toro and a bunch of other big names that also involved uh disney e1 fox itv lionsgate mgm nbc universal sony pictures viacom and warner media uh the i guess the director behind creepy goes uh, it was founded to create the next generation of storytelling. We had assembled a world-class creative and engineering team that was cr- that has created an original platform fueled by groundbreaking technology and IP, enabling customers to view premium content in a whole new way. The world has changed dramatically since Quibi launched, and our standalone business model is no longer viable. I am deeply grateful to our employees, investors, talent, student partners and advertisers for their partnership and bringing Quibi to the millions of mobile devices. Let's be honest. It didn't go to a million devices. You might've been lucky if it got to like the 10 thousands. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I, I looked at some of the, um, of the talent and some of the ideas that were going to be on Quibi, but there was no way in hell that I was going to sign up for their service. It, it made no logical sense. And let's also uh, I'm, I'm going to also point, uh, at, uh, an absolute great, uh, uh, example for failure. And that is the Ouya. Quibi is like this mm. generation Ouya, a great idea. I had fen- phenomenal, amazing stuff that, uh, potential that it could have had, but it was terribly marketed and it's gone into the great oh. unknown. Well, the problem is, is I feel like if you're going to be an upstart streaming service, mm-hmm. you have to come with already established content because you got people, I mean, the two big are Netflix, Amazon Prime, and you already have so many shows on there. You're going to have to have something in any new streaming service to invest the time. Like I know, like, for instance, you got whatever the CBS one is called. Well, uh, they, they have. Oh, no, that's that's NBC. NBC is Peacock. But like CBS, is it CBS now? Maybe. Maybe something like that. But they have like older established shows. So for CBS, you can go watch your NCISs and Star Treks and all those shows. So like they come into it with content already existed. And so there's at least a compelling reason to want to get that service because there's already content with someone with Queeby that A, probably most people outside of like the little technology niche probably don't even know what it is, to be honest. Let's be honest. Not Uh, very many people know anywhere. Uh, it's called CBS All Access. Ah, there we go. 
Um, I mean, everybody knows about Anthony Denozo. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. The like the the interesting thing is that you know they they had a partnership with Disney, E One, Fox, ITV, Lionsgate, MGM, NBC Universal. But the thing is, those are also available on like YouTube TV or uh, Sling TV or Hulu or a bunch of other things. So there was there was the promise of some, you know, the the it wasn't the the range of content. It was the fact that the original content wasn't advertised well enough for people to really go, I got to check this out. Well, I was just doing some quick searches, and I guess apparently the content sucked anyways. At least that's what the people were saying. I don't know if that's well, true well, or not, it was, I haven't seen it yet. It was like a crapshoot. There was some good stuff, but there was a lot of bad stuff. And unfortunately, as we know, especially as gamers out there, the shit floats to the top. Um, yes, yes last we, are. we are talking about Queeby. Good guess. I, I think it's pretty, you know, it's pretty obvious if we're, if you know, we're destroying a, a streaming service, that's got to be Queeby. Um, I guess now a lot of streaming services have shut down the last couple of weeks. Katzenberg is a mess. That's actually the, uh, the gentleman behind it all is Katzenberg. Well, it's also Whitman. The, uh, lady was also one of the, well, yeah, the you know, with it too. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a dual party. Um, oh gosh! But Katzenberg was the one who released that press statement I just re- uh, I just spoke about. But I okay, an original platform. Every single platform is, I hope is going to. Oh wow! He almost sunk the Disney animation arm. Some would say that the vast majority of animation has been sunk by CG. Uh, it's actually that's actually one of the topics we're going to talk about in just a second. But um, you know, by basically using all. Look, look, I'm going to read this press release again and just listen to the vast amount of like buzzwords. Um, let's see here. It says, we assembled a world-class creative engineering team. Ooh. Inflate the egos. That has created an original platform mm-hmm. fueled by groundbreaking technology and IP enabling customers to view premium content in a whole new way. What Please, the hell is a whole new way? It's streaming. You've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got a bunch. How is it new? Uh, because it's awesomer. But then it goes, basically this next line basically says the world has turned against us. The world has changed dramatically since it launched and our standalone business model is no longer viable. It's a streaming service. How is it not turned viable? You should be going, you know, be able to shoot shit over the moon because everyone is being forced into quarantine. I know. Like, if you're going to get people hooked on it, now is actually the time because everybody is home clamoring for some kind of service. Exactly. And and I'll be honest with you. uh, There there are definitely programs on all the streaming platforms that are getting a lot more love and a lot more attention either to make fun of or for people to get involved in simply because we got nothing else to do. So them saying, you know, because of the dramatic change in the environment, we failed. Look, you didn't last more than six months. So I think it was a failure on launch, not on what happened in the world. That's just me. That's just me. All right. So since I already kind of um, alluded to the next topic, let's just jump into that one. And that is uh, there has been interesting debate that's starting that started a while ago but it, it continues to kind of 
uh, pick up steam. And that, of course, is uh, there are a lot of directors and writers out there who uh, have their names behind fantastic animated films. There, but you see that a lot what we're seeing now is a lot of animated uh, shows or videos. They're getting uh, reboots in CG. So mm. my question to you is in when you see this, how do you feel about it? Because a lot of the, like I said, a lot of the like the creative directors and stuff, they refuse to embrace the change from animated to CG because they say that something is getting lost in the transition. From animated to CG? Animated. Like cartoon. Yeah. I I don't really have much opinion about that one way or the other because that's not really my niche, to be honest. I mean, I don't really watch a lot of animated or CGI stuff in the first place. Um, for me, I don't really care if it's an interesting story, basically. I mean, at that point, going from animation to CGI... I'm not going to be picky over one or the other if the story is so good. Okay, ironically, this is like a complete reversal of of uh, stances for me and Zelius. Zelius like, <laughs> I like pretty things. The story, <laughs> for me, I want to be, uh, for, for when it comes to anime, so I watch, for those of you who apparently have missed uh, the last, I don't know, 12 years of, of me doing this stuff, uh, I love anime i love cartoons i love animated stuff uh so i've watched a lot of the animated stuff i've also watched my fair share of cg i will say that once something is animated and it gets rebooted in cg unless they like they somehow bring a brand new twist to the story i'm gonna hate it um well, it looks in bad. general, though, what's the point of really doing a reboot of an animation in the first place? Kind of seems silly to me, I guess. Why like, do a reboot of a live action movie with another live action movie? That part makes a little bit more sense to me because you have new actors, you have updated um, technology. Like, I'm not so saying it's all. Doing, I'm the, not saying it's a good idea. Actually. So you're saying the exact same thing about animation? You know that animation technique has improved over the years. We used to draw on walls, and now we have like computers to draw on. Pencils have existed for two thousand years. It's fine. Sure, cameras like actors have existed since you know they started to act. So, what? Okay, so Sam Grizzle goes remakes kill art. Take a chance on a new story or bank on a big name. Studios play it safe. Absolutely, studios do indeed play it safe. And and to be honest with you. Let's let's just say, like movie studios. I'm talking like studios. Period. Uh, this, of course, is greatly seen in the video game industry, where unless it's an existing IP, you ain't going to see something brand new with a lot of the things, and that's why you get Madden two billion and nine, which could suck ass, but people are still going to buy it because it's Madden. Um, or your brand new sixty dollar uh, basketball game with built in microtransactions and gambling. Yeah. Uh, Law Shaman says, I'm not normally a fan of remakes, period. And to be honest with you, I am not as well. Um, now, I, I take it a step further, and that is if you... The, the thing is, you, you have this, this stupid like buzzword, and that's the reimagining, which is a fancy way of, of saying remake. Um, 
uh, as, as I stated last week, and if you look at last week's uh, show title, it's called basically uh, it's called the Hollywood Bastardization of Everything. And that's a long title. Look, I'm going to be honest, that's, but that's what it is. Hollywood loves to bastardize the shit out of, uh, of anything. They could take, there are phenomenal, amazing stories. And for some fucked up reason, they have to change it because our puny brains in America can't take the beauty and intricacy of a very well-crafted story. So well, you can't win though because you look at Netflix and people shit on Netflix because their movie, their new content is too highbrow and too artsy fartsy for the normal consumers, so they don't succeed, and that's why they're all canceled after one to two seasons. So if you go one route of recreating stuff, and people are like, "Oh, you guys want original?" They got Netflix who's trying to be all original, and oh, they're too highbrow okay. and nobody gets it. So like, okay, way, look, let's let's be honest. Netflix is trying to get out as much content as possible. So literally they're trying they're they're shitting in a bucket and they're throwing it against the wall and sometimes it sticks, sometimes it doesn't. But it's original content, which is what you're lamb. That doesn't original content does not mean amazing going to blow everyone's mind. Look, there's there's some remake mean that. Remake is we're trying to get a quick buck off of something that exists. Isn't that exactly what you're blaming Netflix to do from creating all this new content? I'm creating a brand new idea, and I I think that'd be interesting. How is that different? How is that the same as? So someone's made this movie seventeen different ways. I'm going to make it an eighteenth different way, but I'm going to add the color red. But that's exactly what people are complaining Netflix is doing. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm having the disconnect here. Original content means original idea. Reboot is basically taking existing ideas and redoing it. Um, let's see here. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Lost Shaman, there will always be haters. You cannot make everyone happy. Absolutely. And if you try to do that, you're fucked. Uh, Sam Grizzle says, when making shows for a mass audience, I understand why they dumbed down the writing. I don't like it, but I get it. Here's the thing, though. I, I, I mean, look. If you're going to create something, Hollywood, if you're trying to create something, and it's original, you could dumb it down as much as you want. I don't give a shit. But when you take existing, this is this is my biggest issue. When you take international movies and you recut it so that our puny American brains can actually appreciate it the way that we should. I, yes, I understand. There's some cultural changes and jokes you wouldn't get. Fuck it. If it was an amazing movie, people are going to go see it. So what movies have recently come out where they've dumped it down for American audiences exactly? That's what I'm curious about. Okay, you, you talk about direct uh, uh, movies that came from outside and they literally just recut it for American? Or are we talking sure. movies that happen outside and then Hollywood decided, we're going to make the exact same thing but put a different name on it? The first one. Okay, so for me personally, um, it's... It's quite a few animes uh, right off the top of my head. Um, there's something called Wonderful Days that they just like took huge chunks out of. There's also an anime called Steam Boy, which they took two huge chunks out of because like, eh, you don't really need it to really understand the story. But my problem is because I, I'm interested in watching international films, when it first comes available, I'm going to watch it when it first comes available. And so when I get excited because there's going to be an American release of it, and then I watch it, and I go, holy shit, this movie is now 30 minutes shorter, 
And some of the shit does no longer make sense. So why did they do that? It's like, well, because, you know, we we wanted to make sense to the, the mass me- uh, audience. Like, it doesn't make sense. That's just me. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Look. No one... You, you don't... Okay. Actually, you do. I was going to say, you don't see people try to copy the masters, but honestly, you've got, they're called forgers. Um, and to be honest, that's what Hollywood basically, or the vast majority of the, the game industry is. They're forgers. Uh, thankfully, they're forging their own shit. Well, for the game industry, is for Hollywood, not so much. Um, but yeah, that's my two cents. I just feel like people are going to complain about media and movies regardless if it's new content or original content. Oh, yeah. The, people find a reason to bitch about it. Look, let's be honest with you. There's, there's people who live to basically bitch and moan about anything and everything under the sun. I'm just, I'm bitching and moaning about the fact that I think that people are lazy fucks when it comes to trying to bastardize amazing ideas, content, existing property, because they think that it won't do well with our American mindset. I mean, look no further than MCU. I love the Marvel movies and all of them, but at their base, they're pretty simplistic from a cinematic perspective. But, but, they're, let they're me, hold stupidly on. entertaining. But they do a hell of a lot better job than DC. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely no doubt there. Um, I'm just saying they, you can do both. I mean, you can have it not be overly complicated or anything and still highly enjoyable and people like it. And frankly, if you look at most of what brings in the money in Hollywood and blockbusters, there's those type of movies. Whatsoever, comic book guy. Yeah. Look, okay. So, and, and this is, uh, we talked about this uh, last week and that was you, of course, there's a movie coming out called Monster Hunter. And you had a bunch of like hardcore Monster Hunter uh, aficionados who saw the trailer, and literally some of them broke into tears, going, "What the fuck is wrong with you people?" That's very enthusiastic. Here's the look, and, and, and to Sam's thing, okay, um, it may not have been a perfect movie, but I have to say, if you were to wa- if you were to read the graphic novel, The Watchmen, and then you watch the movie, yes, there's some. Small little, is eh, about it, but it kept pretty true to the story, which made me a very happy man. Sure. Uh, now, of course, you know, if I really wanted to go on my soapbox of bitch and moan, I would go with the whole fucking Harry Potter series, but that will take too long. So let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay, so um, speaking of, um, you know, developers, publishers, all that stuff, there has been an interesting, uh, there was a question that was asked to me, and I don't know exactly how to answer it. Uh, it is a question that seems to be buzzing around the internet as of late, and that is, should streamers have to pay back developers and publishers for streaming their content? No. So Why, why should they? If, an indiv- if, if a restaurant or anybody decides to, you know, get a get together to broadcast an NFL game, you have to pay the NFL for showing off their licensed content. All video games are licensed content that you have a license to play singular. Mm -hmm. If you rebroadcast it, therefore you're breaking your your initial contract agreement with them and you should be paying them for the time that you're showing off their content for free. 
I disagree. I think that's silly and stupid because NFL is being broadcast on a network television, and that is what you're not supposed to rebroadcast because it's being actually broadcast on a network versus I don't remember seeing Counter-Strike being broadcast because it's a video game. Okay, first of all, Counter-Strike totally is free-to-play, right? What's that? Is Counter-Strike free-to-play? I'm just picking a I know, I'm just, game. Let, let's do, go with um, Destiny 2. No, no, no. Let's, let's go with the Nintendo game because you know – you know, sure as shit, Nintendo would probably, you know, be the kind of people that'd be behind this. Let's just say Zelda. Um, look, I, I understand where they're coming from uh, because the the interesting thing is there's an evolution of of gamers out there who literally will not pick up the vast majority of games. They spend their time watching videos of or watching streams of an individual playing a game they find interesting. But they never pick up the game. So technically, they're playing, I guess, in a roundabout way. They're, like, uh, by proxy, playing a game for free. And, yes, I, I'm, I'm kind of stretching it. And I – look, here's – It's just a big-time stretch. But, but but at the same time, that's what some of the, the legal people, when they're to these big-name developers and publishers, that's, that's the way they're thinking about it is you're basically broadcasting our intellectual property – to individuals who will then turn around and never buy the products. You're making us lose sales. So you should pay us back for showing off a, a product that you paid for online for free. So what you're saying is you don't want P PUBG or Fortnite or whatever the most recent big game is to be big because nobody's broadcasting online because they don't want to pay service rights. Okay. And that's how like, once again, you just popular. named a bunch of free-to-play games really what makes a game free to play because every free to play game you have to microtransactions pay yeah so you're paying for a game regardless no, no. are you paying up front or through microtransactions okay so Sam Grizzle says if a bar streams Zelda I'll demand they change the channel well to be honest with you that's what our local bar uh, Battle and Brew does is they uh, they highlight local game streamers uh, whatever game they're playing uh, it could be Hearthstone could be League of Legends could have been I mean it could basically be anything and everything under the sun um, like I said, I, I mean, I understand what they're trying to say, but I don't think that it's, it, it's basically like trying to go after, we've stated this several times, trying to go after every single artist for giving their artistic representation of licensed IP. There's no way in hell you're going to be able to, to nail everyone for streaming, uh, your game. And so then then you kind of you have to look at it a different way, going, okay, well, if you're not penalizing everyone, why are you penalizing just some of them? I'm sorry, it literally makes zero sense to me because NFL's being broadcast. That's how they make their money. So if I broadcast my NFL game to you, that is how they make their money is through you watching the broadcast. Video games are a completely different story. I just to me it's like apples and zebras. They're not even close to the same thing. It's just not even the same. Well, let's say that you're listening. Okay, no let's let's world. take it out of the TV. Let's let's say that you're that you're trying to. Okay, here we go. Let's say that uh, you're trying to listen to a, sport, a professional sports game via the radio, but you don't actually have access to a radio. You only have internet radio. You cannot listen to the game on internet radio. You have to listen to it on local radio. Well, that's because of licensing deals that they have with exactly. The local. Yeah. Which is a contract user license agreement. 
Well, again, you're going back to broadcasting something and not video games. Anytime you're broadcasting, wait, 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 wait. What is streaming? What are you doing with streaming? You're broadcasting a stream of your play. Yeah, but broadcasting a game is completely different than broadcasting a something a video game broadcast. You're broadcasting a football game or you're broadcasting a video game, both of which considered a game, both of which could be considered competitive gaming, uh, which bets could be laid on. Sorry, this is cockamamie. <laughs> all I right. refuse to even acknowledge your viewpoint on this one. Fine, whatever it is. it all the way. All right, so <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I- I'm going to take this uh, brief moment to give some shout-outs to the fr- uh, some friends of the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to give you a sh- I want to give you a heads up about the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. Uh, and of course, since I did that shout out, we have to do the shout out to the amazing chiropractor who's changed my life and now my sons. That, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to their individual needs. Like I said before, Hero Chiropractic, I've had, Ryan's been my chiropractor for like four years, and he's been my son's for over a month now. Uh, and my son is actually looking forward to every single time Ryan comes over so that he can one, uh, get, uh, adjusted. And two, he could talk nerdy stuff with Ryan. Cause it turns out that Ryan is also a huge Gundam, uh, model fan. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, Zelius, quickly, uh, look up, uh, I don't know if, if the, uh, Kickstarter is still going, but give me some info on the Nurburger when I get to the end of this one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have to give you a sh- give a shout out to Nerdburger Games. Nerdburger Games is the game design imprint of award winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nerdburger Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. Nerdburger Games endeavors to create games that explore quarters of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored or haven't been explored very often. These games forgo dense gaming mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. Some of the games are Capers, Die Laughing, Murs and Acquisitions. Of course, we have, um, was it, uh, Strong, Good Strong Hands? Are they in the last 20 minutes? Yep. And uh, where are we sitting at? The The original uh, uh, pledge was for what? Uh, 3,000, and they are now at 15,598, and they've also got enough backers to pop another one of the stretch goals. How many backers they got? Currently, they have approximately 370 backers. Sweet. So... 
Uh, I know. Well, hell, if if you can jump in on this, if you can't, then just go to nerdburgergames.com and you can basically get a link to all of their stuff. Uh, I love everything that that Nurburger Games has come out with. I own everything that Nurburger Games has come out with, with the exception, of course, of Good Strong Hands, because it's not actually available just yet. So not available. I know. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we have to give a shout out to our amazing nerdy watering hole that, of course, is Battle and Brew. Battle and Brew. Battle and Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle and Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered geek trivia in Atlanta and remain the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites and some soon-to-be favorites. They've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line. They've taken a good place and made it a great place. A place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions. A place where you and your friends feel like you're at home. A place where everyone knows your game. And I promise you, as soon as this damn quarantine is over, I know that Battle and Brew is technically open, but once everything is totally 100% in the clear, I will be sitting there and I will be taking an Uber or a Lyft or whatever the hell I have to to get home because I am going to party like it's 1999. What did you do in 1999? I think I stayed home and played Dungeons and Dragons. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, very good. Very good. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen, since we gave a shout-out to all of our friends, let's do a couple of uh, shout-outs Alter Confusion style. The first one, of course, has to be the fact that we're getting very, very close to Extra Life. Alter Confusion is proud to say that we will be fundraising for Extra Life for the ninth straight year. Extra That's Life, many years, sir. Yes, I know. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, gaming, to help sick and injured children at their... Chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Alter Confusions, of course, will always be Children's Healthcare Atlanta. The money that you raise, that we raise through Extra Life, will go directly to our Chosen Mir- Children's Miracle Network Hospital as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars you we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the children they treat. Uh, once again, we are support heavy supporters of the Children's Healthcare Atlanta. I, of course, grew up having to utilize their services. My sisters have, and now my kids have, so I want to give back as much as possible. Of course. Now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in a little bit of a different type of charity, uh, Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon allows you, the fans, supporters, be to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. As of right now, we do have two tiers. It's a $1 tier and a $5 tier. Uh, That, of course, is a monthly uh, deduction from however you set up your payment plan. Uh, if you want to do, if you want to, uh, pledge more per month, by all means, I'm not going to stop you. However, if you do do that, uh, please inform me because I want you to actually get your money's worth. And so we'll work out a deal for you to get some even more exclusive stuff. Nice. Um, yes. And then finally, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know there's quite a few out there, quite a few of you out there who want to know how to help Alter Confusion, though maybe not financially, or maybe you want to do a one-time uh, uh, 
pledge. If you want to do a one-time pledge, we do have a, a PayPal uh, account that's set up. If you're watching this on Twitch, you just go to the, the section below this video and you will find a donate now button or you go to www.alteredconfusion.com and there's a donate now button on the left-hand side uh, toolbar and that money goes straight into our uh, PayPal account. Of course, all the money that we raise via PayPal or Patreon helps pay for hosting fees, convention fees, and equipment upkeep. So many things we need to keep. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there who love Alter Confusion, want to support them, maybe not have the financial means to do so. The best and amazing thing that you could do is you can share, like, and retweet and, uh, you know, basically tell everyone about Alter Confusion. Uh, if you like the show, uh, of course, tell your friends, retweet, share, favorite, whatever the other words are that I can't think of off the top of my head. Of course, if you subscribe or follow or, yeah, basically if you subscribe or follow, make sure that you have the the uh, notification uh, turned on so there is a new video or we go live uh, again on Twitch or whatever platform that you get a notification that it's actually happening. Because there's been a lot of people going, oh, I missed it. Uh, make sure that your notifications are turned on for like Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Okay. Notifications all the time. Huh? All the notifications all the time. Exactly. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know that there are a certain sub section of y'all who want to send in uh, physical items. Now, as I've said as a warning before, please make sure that it is within the realm of what Alter Confusion can show. Uh, without uh, further ado, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to send something physical to Alter Confusion, all you need to do is send it to... 1551 Dunwe, that's D U N W O O D Y, Village Parkway. And here comes the important part number 88276. If you do not include the number 88276, it will not come to Alter Confusion. It will go to the post office proper, and you will have your package returned to you within three to five business days. Uh, the city is Dunwe, once again, D U N W O O D Y, Georgia, 30338. And as I have said many a times, and I apologize, I have not been back to the post office in about a month and a half, simply because I do not have two hours to wait in line for the one person working the uh, five, uh, maximum five uh, clerk uh, location. Basically, there's potentially there could be five clerks that help the line, but there's only one person there. So it takes, instead of having like, you know, 10, 15 minutes, it's taken two hours. Someday you'll make it there. I have no doubt. Yes, I, I do not doubt it as well. Anyways, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's get back into the rest of the uh, topics. The next one is probably a little bit of a quickie, and that is um, speaking of companies that go after everyone who gets anywhere near their IP. Uh, Nintendo has gone after a TikTok influencer uh, named Pokey Princess, uh, who has occurred. Uh, 1.9 million followers on TikTok. Nice. Uh, the reason why is that she has all of her stuff. Uh, basically, it's all Pokemon branded. Uh, of course, Pokey Princess. Uh, then she's also sell selling merchandise with the Pokemon ball, and also some of them also had Mewtwo, which of course is one of the famous Pokemon. Uh, as part of this uh, cease and desist, uh, this. TikTok user will have have has to change their name, 
They will no longer be known as Pokey Princess, and they will have to pay back a percentage of the earnings that they have made through their uh, merchandising. And they have to pay it back. That's yep. that's kind of brutal, man. I can understand the part about where you get shut down, all that stuff. But oof, to have to pay back is rough. Well, here here's here's the amazing thing is that this that this uh, influencer instead of going f you guys, I can't believe you. They're like they they knew they got caught. They're like, you got me. Okay. I would be. That way, as far as being basically seasoned, desisted, mm-hmm. but when it came to having to pay back, that's where I'd probably not be as happy. You're making money off an IP that you're using illegally. Well, I, somehow I think they'll survive in the end. Mm-hmm. I don't feel bad for the big, bad companies. There you go. All right. Speaking of big, bad companies, let's talk about the craziness that has occurred on Twitch, uh, basically this past week, and that is, um, Twitch has informed streamers across its platform this past Tuesday that it has deleted content violating music copy laws after oh no. receiving a sudden influx of DMCA takedown requests. Um, here's the thing. Okay, first of all, for those out there who do not know, Twitch has a three-strike policy for users. You get three mm-hmm. violations, you're banned. Uh, one of these takedowns would count uh, towards a strike. However, uh, basically everyone who got stricken, struck, stricken, stricken, uh, they, uh, they all, okay, here's what happened. Um, Twitch has informed, we are right to inform you that your channel has, was subject to one or more of these DMCA takedown notifications, and the content identified has been deleted. We recognize by deleting this content, we are not giving you the option to file a counter notification or seek a retraction from the rights hold. In the consideration of this, we have processed these notifications and are issuing you a one-time warning to give you the chance to learn about copyright law and the tools available to manage the content on your channel. Jeez, they're really laying down the hammer right away. How many strikes does Alter Confusion have? We have Goose Egg on Twitch. We have seven on YouTube. Nice. Seven on YouTube? Look, we're good. No, no, no. You you no no no. Here's here's the thing though. The reason why we get we get uh nailed on YouTube is during my gaming streams. Because Mm -hmm. for some because okay, I'm streaming me playing Mm -hmm. a game. And so the strikes we're getting is the music that's in the game. So you're stealing content from the video game developer to make that big Patreon money is what you're saying. Basically, what, what's happening is a lot of the games I play, for those who, who have no idea, but I play a lot of independent games, okay? So I'm streaming to kind of give some love and attention, a spot, this bit of spotlight. But I've gotten <laughs> hit by copyright uh, takedowns because of the the music uh, composer of said small game going, whoa, you're using my music. I'm like, whoa, do, cool, man. do you want me to play the game on mute? Because that's the only thing that I could do. Oh, maybe they're onto something. Yeah. But anyways, uh, for those out there, for those uh, Twitch streamers out there who got these notifications, there's, you know, there's a couple of like, glaring issues and a lot of people scratching their heads. Uh, They're unsure of which piece, basically 
like I said, Twitch went in and deleted uh, all the stuff that was uh, a violation, if it was or isn't. Now, the problem is that when the streamer goes in there and they look at the content that's been removed, they're not exact, they don't know why or what part of it was the violation because it's just gone. Yeah. Um, and they're also, you know, of course, they're going to be pissed because some of this content is pretty old. And so it's, it's archived. Uh, you know, they, they made a highlight clip of it and now it's being, it's been removed without their knowledge. Interesting. Yeah. It's all kinds of tricky with all of the copyright and everything. It's definitely a crazy area. Well, I, I just, it, to me, honestly, it's a, I, Twitch is trying to cover their ass. Absolutely. 100%. So what they're going to do is they're going to try to clean it out as quickly as possible. So they don't have to deal with every single one of these claims, uh, one by one-on-one basis. And so instead of going, well, you're wrong. So we're going to penalize you. are like, well, we took care of it. We're giving you a warning, which I'm going to be honest with you. That's shit. Now, of course, Twitch has gone out and said, if you were unsure about the content of your archive, you could delete all of it. Okay. It's good that we don't have any strikes, so we don't have to delete anything. Yeah, we don't have any strikes on Twitch. I could get you some. Would that help? No. I'm very careful. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't, I've had like a couple times where I've been setting something up and I've played some music through like my phone and my mic will pick up like a song and I might get like a ding for that, but it's not, you know, a takedown. It's just, Hey, we're going to mute this part, but it's when I'm playing a game and YouTube gives you a ding because you know, it's, it's copyrighted music from the composer that composed the song for the game that I'm currently playing. Yeah, I mean that's a tricky part. And then like they got if they got popular rock songs, like you're playing like one of those games, then what happens? What would happen if you were playing like rock band or or guitar hero? Or uh some of those games that basically oh was it um was it Audio Surfer, the the PC game which literally takes your uh songs from your uh, playlist and then adds like a gaming mechanic cuz it basically changes the the thing to beats. Yep, I played that game. It's a fun game. So how the hell would that work? You can't stream that. Yeah, that's what I was th- the Grand Theft Auto. That's the game I was trying to think of that has like all the in-game rock games to play. Uh it's it does Twitch or YouTube stream GTA 5. Every radio in the car is a regular song. Uh let me check real quick. Um It'd be funny to tell us, like, yeah, you could play that, but uh, you have you can't turn on your radio. <laughs> That'd be funny. No radio in the car for you, sir. No radio in the car. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five currently has seventy four point three viewers watching it. How many? Seventy four point three thousand viewers. Wow. How many? Hasn't Grand Theft Auto been out for like years? Grand Theft Grand Theft Auto. Five? Yeah. Let's Google it, everyone. I feel like it's a... Oh, my gosh. Come on. I, I 2013. Kept... Thank you. I kept... Oh, it's still... Like, I don't understand. 
crazy. Because there's, I know Zelius hates this, but it's a game that's open world. So there's a shit ton of stuff you could do and get lost in. But even our world is finite. There's people still playing Morrowind 3, okay? I feel bad for them. No, I, I say they're just dedicated. They are really dedicated. This is a true Super factor. dedicated. I'm not diegetic. I was, well, diegetic? pretty fair. What the hell I've been diegetic? MMOs, so I can't really talk too much shit. Yeah, the the MMOs, the uh, super duper creative uh, game where it's literally, go over there, now come back. Now go over there, now come back. Now go over there, come back. Give me 17 of those. Okay, actually, I need 15 of the thing right next to it, but you have to go across the world again. Thanks. And I'm going to give you less money than it would be worth than to just go sell to the broker right next to me. There's but a, I need oh, more. What was it? There was... Um, I'm trying to remember. There was an there was an MMO I was playing, where literally, you had to pick up. It was like one of those like open beta ones, where it was like collect these items, and the individual, the quest giver, was also a shopkeep. So literally, you could oh, just yeah. buy the shit that they requested and just give it to them. Nice. You didn't even have to move. It's like I need five sheep pelts from those rare exotic sheep across the world. Like okay, cool. Buy. Oh, look, they've got five sheep pels. Oh my God, you must have. I don't know how you survived this crazy long trek and made it back to me in one piece. You're like, yep, super duper hard. Give me the experience and a fraction of the money that it cost me, but still didn't have to go nowhere. Yeah. No, it's kind of fun to make fun of them sometimes and how they do. Yeah. Yeah. Zelius, you have any uh, topics or questions that you might have for me? I honestly have no idea what's been going on in the world this week. My world has not been full of video games. My game has been full of robots and trying to make them do things. Um, it is crazy because I was reading a little bit about the NBA 2Ks. So you brought up earlier, like, you know, when it comes to streaming, you know, the difference potentially between microtransaction games and pay up front games. Yes. But to me, it's like the publishers honestly don't even see a difference between the two anymore. And you look no further than a game like NBA 2K, mm -hmm. where it might as well be a free-to-play game for as many microtransactions are in the game. Um, apparently, when you start playing, like, the campaign mode, you can't even dunk. You actually have to like unlock that through the equivalent of gems you get through microtransactions. Oh, that's some shit. Yeah. Now apparently like it'd be like give you, you can't walk with your right foot unless you pay fifty bucks. Well, and the, and the craziest thing to me about that is you look at games and what they're ranked, like based on violence and sex and stuff. Mm -hmm. And you look at a game like this, and it's this teeny tiny little subtext about like there may be some loot opportunities in the game. No, it's full on gambling. And like that pisses me off. Like, and it's not even a free to play game, it's a full fledged $60 game. And like, you that's called DLC, sir. Oh, it's this is worse than DLC. I know. It's, 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 it's like, what do you call it's it? On disc content. 
No, it is. It's a progression of DLC is really what oh, it absolutely, is. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like the next, you know, we we weren't a big fan of DLC, especially on this DLC when it came out. Well, you had DLC and then you made the, the season pass thing. Yeah. Thing, and now it's, well, if you want to do anything, we're going to force yeah. you to pay extra. It's crazy some of the stuff they're making you do microtransactions for a full-fledged video game. is just insane to me. Especially is, when it's like gambling. Which is why, angry. ladies and gentlemen, you should support the indies. This is very true. Which, by the way, I did finally post the Solitaire Conspiracy review. I love that game. I loved it. I wish that I could... I wish that there was more story to it. I beat it. Um, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. And it was nice. created by an independent uh, studio. And on top of that, and uh, this is this is huge for me, the voice acting... And the actual acting, because they they had like overlays with individuals that you could see, top notch. Like some of the big boys can't get that shit right. True. But we didn't want to spend the money on that. We just want you to spend the money on us. Can you spend some money on me, sir? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought I'd try at least. You never know. <gasps> no. I would give you more coffee. I don't drink coffee. Oh, uh, I just saw this, and to be honest with you, I was never in tune with this uh, this game, but it appears that Blizzard has officially stated that there's going to be no new content for StarCraft II coming out anymore. Soon as StarCraft II decided to go with uh, a multi-year, multi-version deal for all the campaign modes. I was just like, this is the stupidest shit I've ever seen in my life. Well, that's just crazy, man. How am I supposed to get more gameplay? Just play online. Uh, yeah, I guess that would be a natural progression of my StarCraft playing, which I never... I beat the Terran campaign... And it's kind of the idea of that we've talked about in the past, where it's almost like DLC for your um, episodic content. Mm -hmm. Where unless I get like a lot of it up front, and it keeps me engaged for a extended period of time, by the time the next DLC or game, whatever we're calling it, comes along, I'm it's like out of sight, out of mind at that point. Yep. And that's kind of like how StarCraft was for me. It was just like, oh, yeah, there's an expansion. I'm already over you. But that's the thing, though. Like, I understand, you know, between, like, uh, next iterations, like Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, the, the time between those made sense because you're seeing an evolution of the gameplay. Oh, yeah, StarCraft that, that II, was it Wings of Liberty? StarCraft II, uh, uh, was it Swarm Queen or whatever? StarCraft II, like, and some of the, sp like, the spacing wasn't, wasn't consistent either. I just, give me the whole damn game at once. I'm sorry, but also, I, I, I do, I mean, I know of someone who might have a burnt copy of the original StarCraft. <laughs> the OG. The OG, baby. And well, of course, it's OG, got it's LAN version enabled. The original Warcraft. I have two and three. I don't have number one. 
Which, by the way, if you do get your hands on one of the early Warcrafts, I think Starcraft is as well, but if you just are bored shitless or you're looking for a fun little, I don't know, dumb thing to do, go into any of the levels and then just tap the shit out of a character because they have all these different sayings that they'll say and just make you giggle. They don't like it when you make them giggle? It's like, that tickles. That's, that's some original like video game. The orc, right and then I think it's like for the the humans. If you did like, if you hit the, if you kept tapping on their boat, at some point they'd get seasick. You go, it's great. It's juvenile, but it's great. We love juvenile greatness. Hey, everyone needs a little bit uh, juvenile greatness splash in their face. That's disgusting. I'm okay with juvenile delinquency. <laughs> Wait, that's not right. I yeah, don't no. Like no, I said that wrong. I'm sorry, sir. But yeah. Um, so I know that I've been promising this for mm, like many, 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 many weeks or months. Many, many, or, many years. That years? is that, uh, that I promised that I'd start tinkering around with maybe updating the website. I have officially started tinkering around with updating the website. There's just a hell of a lot of hurdles uh, that have to be overcome in order for me to transition. I have a 14-day uh, trial to see if I can ink out exactly what I want and then transfer the stuff over there. If I don't do it within that 14 days, then I'll have to start from scratch. So we'll see. Mm. But let's just say we're currently on version 5, and the host that we use, uh, Squarespace, is currently on 7.1. And 5 and 7.1 are not compatible. That's yeah, I would problem. definitely look into that. Yeah. That's the small problem. That's old, man. You need to get with the times and get up to like version 44 with DLC. We'll get you to version 48. As long as you're willing to give the the recurring fee of one ninety nine every fifteen hours to make sure that you get the best and latest up to date technology uh, boosts, it could be uh, the America Online days of having to pay. What was it? How much was that even an hour back in the day? Hell if I know. It wasn't cheap. I remember that much. Screw that. I'm going back to Prodigy. I prefer my bulletin board system, personally. My BBS. I just had to call in. Play some uh, shit. Uh, Legend of the Red Dragon. There it is. And, Legend uh, of the Red Dragon in. Well, yeah. And uh, Drug Wars or Trade Wars, whatever it's called. Yeah, buddy. Oh, those were some games, man. I know. Memories. When you go like download games and you'd watch like the progress bar slowly trickle across the screen like an ASCII animation. I love I love the joke that was going around. Um and it's still to this day is there. It's there is so much money to be made in a progress bar that actually truly shows the progress being made and not because most progress bars are just like a guesstimation. Yeah. It's not a constant thing, it's just like whoop. Well, then you needed it because you actually need to know, like, is this going to take like five hours or five minutes? And then you also had actual real download helpers because you could never like finish the download in one session. So you'd have to actually pick it up later. 
Yep. Uh, I was thinking the other day, it was like the golden age of BitTorrent. I'm not talking yeah. like Pirate Bay BitTorrent. I'm talking like downloading like legit Linux ISOs, for instance, mm-hmm. where you couldn't get that four gigabyte file in one sitting. So you do it like over many days. Mm-hmm. And you could see like all the interesting nodes and what was going on. Um, speaking of um, progress bars, for the love of all is holy. The developers of No Man's Sky, give me a fucking progress bar or something. You just shooting me through outer space with a bunch of freaking stars that have random ass names does not tell me how much longer I have to wait for the game to actually load. You know what that made me think of? What? Progress Christ. Dude, that's amazing. They've actually got it. They've got some different iterations. And I actually, I don't know. I don't think I have it on me right now, but I have a. Um, a jump drive around here somewhere that has my progress quest that has gone over like a hundred days. You know, I was real hardcore. It went up. So apparently there is now a command line interface version of progress. Bet, yeah. Why not? Yeah. It was released uh, earlier this year. Just to give you an idea. Yeah, buddy. That's awesome. Yes. Oh, Wow. Uh-oh. You can play Progress Quest on your iPad. And we've lost Zelius for the rest of time. <laughs> so, let really me just funny. put this on my iPad. I'll, I'll be right back. But anyways, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think we basically reached the end of our show. Zelius, do you have any closing remarks? I'm really fascinated by getting back into the world of Progress Request. Okay, so while he's considering the ramifications of that thought, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take this opportunity to thank you, thank all of you for tuning into the Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you everything from our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Alter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Thank you.